Looking to be more nomadic and less traditional? You're in the right place. Broadcasting from Kenmore, Alberta, welcome to the Mountain Life Podcast. The stories of life, work, and play in the Bow Valley. Recorded in the E equals MC squared co-workplace with your host, Jason Backdash. Hi everybody, Jason Backdash here from the Mountain Life Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Today is June 20th and uh, I think we hit plus 30 today. It is amazing outside, beautiful, uh, yet I am stuck in an office finishing up the workday, but I am appreciative and grateful that I am working, and that's a good thing. Uh, on this episode, I am interviewing Trish Tutton, and uh, Trish is passionate about sharing her experience with yoga and mindfulness, and she did a really, really great uh, mindfulness uh, mini workshop at today's uh, Lunch and Learn at E equals MC squared. Uh, This is the episode for you if you are like me, you've got the crazy monkey brain going nonstop, uh, and you've got a million things on your to-do list. Uh, Maybe you run your own business and you need some tools, tricks, tips, somebody to guide you so you could be a little bit more intentional, aware, and uh, creative. Um, All of these things are benefits of mindfulness. Uh, So I encourage you to check out the episode and be sure to check out Trish's website at trishtutton.com. Tutton is T-U-T-T-O-N.com. I'm going to make sure it's in the uh, show notes. And I'm going to stop talking so you can enjoy this episode. Thanks for joining us again. Bye-bye. So Trish, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I always like starting our podcast with just a little bit of uh, background on you. So um, I'm always interested in people's stories and how they come to the Bow Valley. Mm-hmm. And you live in Banff, mm-hmm. is that right? I do. So how did that end up being home for you? How did that all unfold? Yeah. <laughs> so I have been living in Banff permanently now for, I guess, seven years. Okay. And honestly, I think back to almost high school when I just had a gut feeling that I wanted to come out west. I grew up just east of Toronto in the suburbs and just seeing photos of the mountains and even, you know, into Vancouver, the ocean, just feeling like I wanted to come west. And when I was, I guess, just a couple years out of university, life opened a little bit. Okay. So I had a bit of space, a contract was ending, you know, classic story, a relationship had ended and I was like, I'm free. (laughs) (laughs) What do I want to do? Where do I want to go? And so I started looking for some work out West and... Had you been out? No. Okay. So this is just photos and... Just, yeah, and just other people's stories. Okay. And so I was looking in Vancouver, and then a, a, an old friend of mine from university, he had been working at the Banff Center, okay. and I stayed in connection with him, and he said, he was actually moving back to Toronto, and he said, you should check out the Banff Center. I was like, okay, and we had both gone to theater school together, actually. Okay. So great, performing arts, you know, art school, awesome, and I applied for a job. I'd been working uh, in events, event coordination. I applied for a job working on the Midsummer Ball, which is their huge fundraising event at the center every year, and it was just a six-month contract position for the summer, and I was like, let's do it. We'll come out, six months, it'll be great, spend time in the mountains, and then I'll come straight home to Toronto. Okay. Um, I did end up coming home 
but after having met my now husband <laughs> and shortly after probably six months later I ended up moving back here to Banff and I've been here ever since okay so. you met him here in Banff he, okay yeah okay. yeah 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 so I've been here yeah for about seven years and I really feel like I really feel like I was supposed to be here, whatever that gut feeling was that was drawing me here, you know, whatever that was 15, 20 years ago now, <laughs> it was calling me here for a reason. And I feel that's kind of twofold, you know, meeting my, meeting my husband and also mm -hmm. beginning this, this incredible journey of having my own business and really following, following my passion and, and letting my work be an expression of what I think is most important. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to talk more about that because I think you've sort of, um, you sort of found the sweet spot, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, really focused on the important things in life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just had this great lunch and learn <laughs> that you just did and talked about, um, you know, mindfulness and, um, you know, increasing our awareness when it comes to like day-to-day -day life mm -hmm. and to make that part of like what you do every day mm -hmm. and helping others down that journey. Like that's a pretty amazing thing to to yeah. be into, right? But, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, so, so family is still all out east. Yep, my family is back so in Ontario. So you'll do the trip back and forth. I was and... just there. It was great. One of my one of my business goals right now, after having this, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur, uh, is to basically have a client pay for my trip back home once a year. Yeah. And I just came back from one of those trips. So, oh, I awesome. yeah, I spoke at a conference in Toronto around kind of reimagining your workplace, evolving the workplace, and uh, did a quick little five minutes around mindfulness in the workplace yeah. and, and then got to hang with my nieces and my family and sister and dad and yeah it was great so good yeah yeah um and then you know I'm always interested in in hearing people's perspectives and their sort of their own experience mm -hmm. when they move from uh like did you grow up in Toronto proper no kind of it, uh, in a place called Whitby just east of Toronto so it's okay. suburban you know 100,000 people yeah. small city yeah yeah. yeah, and then and then moving to a place like Banff, yeah. or like moving to a place like Camor, yeah. um, just the shift mm -hmm. in experience, right? Yeah, um, what was that like for you? Yeah, I mean, I loved. I mean, of course, automatically, you're just your breath's taken away by the the view, and instead of actually previous to moving to Banff, I was living downtown Toronto for just a few years, although I didn't okay. grow up there. Um, but you know, trading the view of skyscrapers blocking the sun yeah. to, you know, the sun setting behind a mountain. So that was pretty, pretty incredible. Just kind of spent the entire summer with my jaw dropped open, yeah. staring at things. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love Banff for the fact that it feels like a small town, feels like a beautiful, lovely community, but at the same time, you've got, because you've got the Banff Center there, you've got all these, you've got the tourism industry, there's lots going on, so it's not like this small, quiet town where you feel a little claustrophobic, there's always you know, so much going on, and then just the encouragement to, to get out and enjoy nature, and I think there's such a great connection around mindfulness and of living in the Bow Valley. Um, I think living in a city, it's easy to forget what's important. It's easy to just trudge through our days and, you know, work for the weekend and work for vacation and work for uh, uh, retirement. But in the Valley, it's like there's so much that we all want to get up to that that sense of balance is now super important. And I see that 
unfold a lot in in Banff in the community there in the workplaces there encouraging people to have this schedule where they can not only enjoy their work but they enjoy their life mm-hmm. right yeah to remember that we're not just working for the weekends and maybe it's you know we're going for a, a paddle after work or going for a hike or getting out on our lunch and running up tunnel or something but just that sense of balance and remembering what's important it's not just all about work mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah, we've had, um, and that's that's been a theme here, I think, mm-hmm. just being in this workplace and, mm-hmm. and even just doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had guests in the past who have, uh, I mean, many of, many of those people own their own businesses. Sure. And um, we talk about this, like, sort of guilt factor, right, <laughs> where, you know, um, and you can appreciate this too, I'm sure, yeah. because you run your own business, yeah. is that... You know, like there's so much to do, yeah, and there's so much you could be doing, right? And also at the same time, like we're in this like really incredible mm-hmm. natural environment mm-hmm. that we should be out and enjoying, yeah, at the same time, right? <laughs> yeah, so totally. it's like um, just the fact that you need to to be easy on yourself, yes. once in a while, and allow yourself to like yes. um, enjoy and to remember why you're here in the first exactly. place, right? Exactly. Um, you, so, but you weren't, you weren't into, were you always into, um, yoga and meditation and so on? Like, was that when you moved from Toronto, that was a thing for you? Yeah. So I've been, uh, so yeah, I've been here for seven years and I've been practicing, um, yoga and and mindfulness practices in some form or another, some form or another for about 10 years. Um, although my mom used to have this story that, uh, (laughs) That when when I was really really little, she would be doing you know yoga to video cassettes in yeah. the living room, and I would be there. So it was she kind of always said that that was that was where I got my passion You're from. <laughs> yeah, but really you know a proper regular and and committed practice for about ten years. So okay. so yeah, and that was before I moved here. But really, again, there was just something about coming to Banff that you know doors opened up for me. I I was trying to teach in Toronto, and it felt like I was just kind of banging against a lot of a lot of locked doors and then I got here and within um, living in Banff permanently for six months I had three of my own weekly classes and everything just felt like easy so mm-hmm. you know like I was saying in the in the lunch and learn you know with the practice of mindfulness I feel the same with life like follow the path of least resistance move towards the things that you're being drawn towards because there's a reason you're being drawn there um, and not to say that some things don't take hard work yeah. but you know there's just certain things that are that are pulling at you and that are bringing you you know on a certain path and I think there's uh, a certain wisdom in, in kind of surrendering to that Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that you're talking about that because, <laughs> um, well, I didn't want to ask the question in front of everybody at the lunch yeah. and learn, but you know, like there's, there's all of these, there's all of these, I think, um, yeah, absolutely. There's these health benefits to, sure. to mindfulness sure. and, um, increased awareness, but in your own life, yes. like how did that sort of like unfold for you? Mm, yeah. Right? Because I think there's all of these other things that mm-hmm. that are maybe metaphysical in a way mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. um, totally beneficial. Yeah. And kind of put you in a different trajectory. Yeah. I mean, I definitely see as I was continuing along on these practices of yoga and meditation, I was in a workplace. I was in an office. So I was certainly seeing the benefits there of, you know, being more energized and focused and making less mistakes and being happier. You were doing event planning? I was an event planner. Yeah. 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 But, but yeah, on the other side of things, you know, I do really think that I, 
<laughs> I mean, of course I have these practices to, to thank for my job because I teach them, but I think I have them to thank for bringing me on the right path. There's a certain, um, when you can kind of quiet the mind enough or create a bit more space in the mind and you can kind of let your thoughts become almost like weather passing by. So you're not so invested in them. You're not so attached to them. There is a, another kind of layer to me in the mind or, or in, uh, you know, the wisdom that rests within us that you get to tune into that I think does kind of take you on a certain path. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So let's talk about work a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about your own business. Mm -hmm. Um, so how, how did, how did that come about where yeah. you said, okay, you know what? I think I want to do this. Yeah. Like I'm going to take the, the risk. I'm going to take the plunge. <laughs> I'm going to do it in Banff. Yeah. Like how yeah. did that so I, back to that time? Yeah. So I've been teaching yoga for about six years, like public yoga classes. And I was, I was working at the BAMP Center. I was teaching yoga on a weekly basis at the BAMP Center. And they also host a lot of conferences. So not only was I teaching the public classes, the drop-in for locals, but I was starting to get called on to teach a lot of conference yoga. Great. So, you know, people would be having their, their meetings for two or three days and they'd have a little bit of yoga every day. And, and that was wonderful. And I, I just started to think, it, you know, it was happening occasionally that a conference would want yoga. And I thought well, not every group is going to be interested in doing a yoga practice. It's a little high maintenance. You need an, another room. You need yoga mats. You need to change your clothes. You need, you know, yeah. you need all this stuff to practice yoga. And not everybody is going to be keen to do that. Um, I, I was thinking about, I actually, to be honest, was thinking about my father. And I thought, you know, if he was coming to a conference, he would not be keen to do yoga. But how can I make the teachings, which I think are applicable to everyone, more accessible for those people who might have a little bit of an aversion to like rolling out a yoga mat, putting on some stretchy pants, taking shoes and socks off, especially in a work environment, maybe a corporate, yeah. maybe it's a group of corporate executives who are meeting. Well, you just feel weird they maybe might, doing it right. in front of your colleagues, right? right? Uh, and you know yeah. what, to be blunt, like maybe people don't want to stick their butts in the air in downward dog in front of their boss. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they just don't and that's fair. But I thought those people are missing out on these messages and these tools that I have seen affect me in my workplace in yeah. a really great way. So I thought, how can I bring it to them in a way that is unintimidating, that is simple, that is accessible? And I just thought, well, it can just be a workshop. It can just be, you know, we don't have to move into a different conference room. We're still at our, maybe we're in rounds of six or eight. I also worked in the conference industry, so I know it quite well. Um, and I thought, I just need to create a presentation. Maybe we do some stretches in our chair. And even better, because those stretches, I teach them in their office conference chair. Guess what? They can now bring that back to their office and do it. It's applicable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the practice of mindfulness, like I said today in our Lunch and Learn, it's not even about the body, really. It can involve the body, but it's more about training our mind. And yeah, I just had this, this idea. I started to put together a presentation. Um, I reached out to a couple people in town who I thought knew the industry pretty well of conferences and they said, just Google, just Google some Banff conferences and make a nice marketing email and send it to them with mm -hmm. your offerings. And a couple months went by and I had a first gig at the Springs, at the Fairmont Banff Springs for a conference. And I don't even, I 
I did not even know I was starting my own business. I have to be honest with you. Oh, wow. Okay. I was just like, this is cool. <laughs> I want to do this. I have a background in theater. I yeah. want to speak in front of people. I want to get back up on stage, and I want to teach them something that's going to change their lives, potentially, mm-hmm. and change their workplaces for the better. And so I got that gig, and I went, and... Um, yeah, long story short, it's kind of continued to happen that way. I'm getting to the point now that people are reaching out to me, which is like beyond my wildest so dreams, great. and I have to pinch myself. It's so incredible. And from some of those conference sessions, I then had people saying, hey, will you come to my workplace and teach us these skills? And that, again, was just like a light bulb. Of course, why would I? Why did I not think of that myself? But again, it's kind of just naturally unfolded. I, I, I really feel that, you know, when we're following the path that we're meant to be on, there's a certain level of things just unfold. We don't have to push against it. We don't have to, and again, there is hard work, <laughs> but we don't have to push against it or force it. It just unfolds. And I keep seeing that happen as I'm building my business. It's just become kind of, Uh, a a snowball, an incredible, beautiful snowball effect where the more I get out there and the more I teach and the more I share what I'm passionate about, the more excited people get about it. And I continue to get bookings and I I will just continue to follow that path until it takes me somewhere else. If it ever does, (laughs) we shall see. The Mountain Life Podcast with Jason Beckdash. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, thanks for checking out the podcast. I'm just going to take a few minutes of your time for a few reminders. First of all, the podcast is sponsored by E equals MC squared. Wonderful co-workspace in Canmore that uh, is available for people like you and me who want to have a lifestyle where, hey, you know what? You want to take off during the middle of the day. You want to go for a hike or you want to jump on a snowboard and, uh, and then hit the computer again and hit the business again and start making money again. Uh, so a great place for people like you to plug in. Now, you can check out E equals MC squared in a few different ways. One, come in, check it out. The first day is free. If that's too formal for you, two other ways that you can do it. One, on Wednesdays, we have Lunchbox Lectures. And Lunchbox Lectures is an opportunity for you to learn from other people who are working for themselves, Uh, are entrepreneurs and have figured out a way to not only have that lifestyle, but to make their work work for them. Number two way to plug in, wind down Fridays. So at Friday at about four o'clock, everybody shuts off their laptops and congregates into the equals MC squared living room to chat and discuss the latest and the greatest in the Bow Valley. So don't want to miss that if that's a way that you think is best for you to plug in. So where is E equals equals MC? It's a formula, but it's also a place of work. Uh, So where is E equals MC squared? E equals MC squared is just off of Railway Avenue, right above the sports experts. And uh, it's just on the second floor there. So uh, you know the place, you know the area. We share a parking lot with uh, the Save On Foods. And uh, yeah, we're just right there in the middle of the action in Canmore. Okay, so I will link the address. I will link the website in the show notes. Make sure you check out the website again, Wednesdays at lunch, Fridays at 4 p.m. Check us out. Hey, and it'd be great if you could work in the same space as I am. Talk to you soon. Back to the show, the Mountain Life Podcast with Jason Beckdash. 
feel like we're kind of living in this like really interesting time. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's been a long time since I've worked for a company. Yeah. But um, I had to laugh when you were telling the story about <laughs> about um, the yoga and doing it doing it with like your executive team mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I had a client I had a client last year who was like. Um, hey, you're going to come, you know, you're going to come and hang out with us. And by the way, bring like yoga wear. Right. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do yoga with like my client, like right over there and like my butt sticking in her face. Vulnerable. <laughs> but, but you know, like I think, I try to think about like back when I first like finished school, like yeah. it wouldn't even be a conversation yeah. in the workplace. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I also think about, um, you know, like some of these other, like, this isn't weird. No. Right. It's, it's not, not anymore. It's yeah. It's like yeah. really like, what do you, why do you think that is? Is it because we've, we're kind of bumping up against a wall mm-hmm. and I think maybe part of it is the pendulum swinging. Yeah. Um, you know, we've gotten to a point where we are forgetting what's important and we are in these, in this, working for the weekend, working for retirement kind of thing. And we're, we're, we're realizing that there's more to life than that. And there's even more to work than that. Um, we're spending so much time at work, you know, that it's, it's affecting our health and we're Mm -hmm. seeing people taking stress leave, taking Mm -hmm. a lot of sick leave due to, due to stress. And so companies are understanding now it's really important. You have to invest. I think it's Richard Branson and he talks about, you know, you have to invest in your employees. They will serve your clients. Mm -hmm. But invest in your employees. Make your employees happy. Mm -hmm. Give them what they want. And what they want is a company who cares about them, who cares about their well-being. And not only that, I mean, it's, it's good for a company's bottom line. You take care of your employees. They take care of your clients better. They're taking less time off. They're becoming more productive and they're feeling way more loyal to their company because they know that their company cares about them. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, we're not a job number. We're not a job title or a description. We're a human being, you know, yeah. we're human beings. We have feelings. We have, um, we have challenges in life. We can't just, you know, march into work and just be on robot <laughs> mode and do the work that needs to get done. It's like, no, you know, you might have something going on at home that's really challenging you, um, a, a health issue with a family member, a relationship issue. And if you can see that your employer is providing you with some tools to help you get through those things, you know, whether it's an employee assistance program, whether it is, you know, this mindfulness training or just uh, ways to support your employees' health and wellness, to me, then I care. I, then I care about my employer if they care about me. Yeah, for sure. Um, amen to that. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking about, you know, uh, how much easier, you know, bringing in mindfulness and mm. bringing in like a sort of an enhanced awareness mm-hmm. even helps with like the the things that we sort of take for granted mm. in the business world, right? Mm. Like. You know, like if you're doing a some sort of sales call or mm-hmm. like a presentation, mm-hmm. and um, what a huge difference if you take a few minutes, you know, ahead of time yeah. just to like focus your mind and like Mentally quiet prepare. that like yeah. Mentally prepare, right? But, you know, and we spend like hours and hours like putting together a presentation deck. Oh yeah. Right, but we don't take like the two <laughs> minutes to just like yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, 
do you run into like given this sort of like you know openness to like you know bringing this into like a conference or bringing mm-hmm. this into the workplace mm-hmm. do you still run into misconceptions or barriers oh or? yeah oh yeah definitely i mean uh, certainly when i speak to people about about what i'm up to um they've often i'd say 95 percent of the time they've heard about it before Okay. Oh, yeah, someone told me about that. Or, right, right. or, yeah, my friend's workplace is doing that. Or, oh, I do yoga and I meditate and, I, and the benefits have been incredible in my life. Um, but certainly, yeah, there's definitely um, things that people think it is that it's not. Uh, often, you know, people will, will say to me, well, I can't practice meditation because I just have way too many thoughts in my head. <laughs> so this is like my personal mission to get out there and dispel this myth. Um because listen, we all have, they say on average, 50 to 60,000 thoughts going through our head in one day. But the key about this is that, you know, the person who's never practiced mindfulness has that many thoughts in their head. And so does the person who has had a meditation practice for 25 years. We all have that many thoughts in our head. And in fact, the practice isn't about clearing your head. It's not about stopping the thoughts. It's about really developing a new relationship with your thoughts. Um, Often what happens is we have a thought and we react on it, right? So you can think about, say you're in traffic. You've had a horrible morning. You're in really bad traffic and uh, everything's going wrong for you that morning and then you get rear-ended, right? So the thought that goes on in your head is probably an angry thought, probably words that we don't want to say here on (laughs) on the podcast, but they're angry thoughts. And by and large, the way humans function is that we have an angry thought and we are angry. There's no... There's no question about it. There's no space between the thought and the reaction. And maybe it means we're out of our car and we're screaming at the person. I mean, we've all seen that happen, right? So mindfulness is really, it's not about not having those angry thoughts. It's just being aware of them. So it's like, oh, okay, there's a lot of, I'm feeling a lot of anger. I have a lot of angry thoughts right now that are urging me to act on them in, you know, (laughs) these certain ways. But with that pause, in that space, that pause where you're being mindful of your thoughts, and it just means you're being aware of them, you can make a decision. You can then say, okay, these angry thoughts are here. They want me to act. What do I know? I know that if I get out of the car and I scream at this person, it's probably not going to help our situation. I'm going to feel more angry. He's going to feel more angry. The whole situation might, you know, blow up where I can instead with mindfulness notice that I've got these angry thoughts and they're totally valid. (laughs) You have every right to be angry, but I might choose to act in a different way. I might choose to think, you know, maybe that, maybe this person has had a horrible morning. Um, They obviously be generous with our, you know, being generous to that other person thinking they probably, they didn't want to do that. They don't want to be in an accident just as much as I don't want to be in an accident. Mm -hmm. So maybe the best way forward is to treat them with kindness and, and solve this, you know, this challenge of our life, which is, they're all good. They're going to come up. <laughs> we're never going to go, we're never going to sail through life without problems and issues and accidents and mistakes, but it's how do we navigate them? How do we navigate them like with grace, you know, and in a way where we look back at ourselves and we say like, I'm, I'm proud of how I handled that. I feel good about that instead of like, Ooh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. We could so go down the rabbit hole. Oh man, I could go on all day. I could go on all day. Um, well, I mean, just a, just a thought and then a question is mm-hmm. that 
um, you know, and what, what I love about what you're talking about is mm. not about, we're not burying everything. No, 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 no. You yeah. know, like we're actually like holding that thought, we're processing it in a healthy way. Yeah. So yeah, you're maybe on, you're maybe right? experiencing that anger and saying to yourself, okay, where do I feel this anger in my body? Well, there's like a heat in my chest. There's, you know, I, my fists are clenched. My teeth are clenched. Like, it's there, and you're not pushing it away. You just might not be acting on yeah. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I had asked you this question in the uh, Lunch and Learn, mm -hmm. but um, just for the benefit of uh, people listening to the mm -hmm. podcast, so so... Um, going back to your business and the um, somebody's listening to this and says, okay, this sounds really, really good. Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah. Um, you know, to, for you to like come into a conference or come into the for workplace sure. and sort of. For sure. Um, uh, for conferences, I kind of have a couple of different offerings. I've done keynote presentations just on the, you know, the basics and introduction to, to what it looks like to practice mindfulness at work, the hows, the whys, um, you know, a bit of the science and, and always, always we do some practice just like we did in the lunch and learn. We okay. have, we have practical application. Um, also, it might look like a break. Often I do uh, kind of mindful coffee and tea breaks. So in conferences, there's always breaks. You know, we're sitting for long periods of time. We're feeling sluggish and tired and dull. So we go caffeinate and sugar up with our donuts and our cookies, which don't get me wrong. I love both of those things. Yeah. But there's also a way to bring more energy and focus to us, uh, you know, maybe through some, some breath techniques, some movement techniques, some mindfulness techniques. So so we're not losing the coffee and the sweets. We're just adding in a bit of mindfulness to that experience. We can even, you know, drink our coffee mindfully if we're paying attention. Um, I still do customized yoga classes for conferences. So, uh, yeah, for conferences and meetings, it can look like that. For companies, often I start with a four- or a six-week introductory series. Maybe it's on a weekly basis. Maybe it's bi-weekly or monthly, depending on, on the company or the organization. And again, we start with, you know, the introduction, the hows and the whys, and then it continues on with practical applications, uh, some weeks focusing on things like resilience. How does mindfulness help us bounce back from challenge uh, and be stronger as a result? Uh, focus and productivity. How do we enhance both of those things with the practice? How do we manage our stress with the practice of mindfulness? So it can kind of go down a couple different avenues when we have four to six weeks. We can, we can dive in a little deeper. And then, you know, some companies um, are really recognizing the value of a consistent practice and of continuing to support their employees in these practices. And there are companies that I work with, uh, BAMP Center right now, I do mindfulness sessions on a weekly basis. I'm there once a week. It's a drop-in thing. Um, their staff can, can come one week, miss another, come, come the next week, you know, come when they can to uh, encourage that practice. So yeah, it can look a couple different ways, but those are those are the main ones. Okay, mm -hmm. and we'll make sure that people can get a hold of you. Yeah, we'll all of your info. Throw my in the link up or something. Yeah, for sure. Um, we've got a little bit of time left, cool. just to shift gears a bit. Yeah. Um, and just like talk about play in the Bow Valley and mm -hmm. play in Banff and. Mm -hmm. Um, assuming yoga, obviously, obviously, is still like a major <laughs> part of your life. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, so what, is it, what, is, what does it look like when you're not uh, yeah. teaching others? Yeah. And what does it look like when you're 
um, not busy with your business. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely try to stay active as a, as a student in the yoga community. I love to get out to, to classes and see my students and be a student with them right next to them on our mats. And, um, and other than that, I, I, I mean, I love all the traditional Bow Valley stuff. I learned how to ski as a kid in Ontario, which, you know, you peak at like age 12, yeah. <laughs> you've done all the black diamonds. And then I got out here and tried skiing and was like, okay, next level. So I am, uh, I'm working on those skills. Yeah. Uh, getting out we, we normally go to Lake Louise in the winter and just uh, yeah working my way up to to maybe eventually I think I did do a black diamond this year okay yeah it was it was tricky but it's, it's good to continue to kind of push yourself in that in that direction so skiing definitely in the winter uh, lots of yoga in the winter too when it gets super super cold in the summer my husband again who I've who I've uh, met my first summer out here his huge passion as much as I'm passionate for yoga he is for backcountry camping so he has introduced me to that wonderful world which while it has pushed my boundaries big time as far as just endurance and these these long long hikes uh it is it's a practice of mindfulness on its own you know you're you leave so what's that what's that like backcountry camping yeah okay well you basically put everything you need in a backpack on your back and you hike out and you tent it up okay okay <laughs> So, for instance, the first, when I moved back here to be here permanently, uh, the first, I think I moved back on a Wednesday and on the Friday, uh, yeah, then boyfriend, now husband Justin, took me out to a backcountry hut, uh, which was a little bit more glamorous than tenting. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but we, essentially, we, my family thought I was absolutely crazy. We snowshoed 14 kilometers okay. out to a place called Bryant Creek Hut, and we okay. stayed there for two nights, and... Uh, yeah, it's it's just incredible. I mean, like I said, it's a practice of mindfulness on on its own. You leave your phone at home if you brought it. You wouldn't have any reception anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're out there enjoying nature again, just remembering what's important, having having great conversations with people because you're not distracted by Netflix or <laughs> Instagram and just slowing down. You know, taking time to to build your fire, to set up your tent. It's, I mean, basically, you're just doing all the survival stuff, right? Make your food. And, and yeah, with backcountry camping, too, sometimes you're doing a circuit. So you hike to one site, you camp the night. Next day, you hike to another camp. Okay. And then maybe you do a full a full circle there over two or three nights. Um, so that's a big one. Um, again, that, can, that challenges me constantly. But at the end of the day, I'm always so happy that I did it. It's always such a great experience. And how often is that? Is that once... In the summer? In the summer. Yeah. Some people do it in the winter, but... Well, we'll probably do, like, a good handful of trips over the summer. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, several. Um, And some people do it in the winter, but I'm not there yet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, and then last year, I just got myself a stand-up paddle board. So, digging that, especially as an an entrepreneur, you know, I have busy days, but sometimes I have just a couple hours free, so I take the board out to whatever Vermilion or wherever, however far I can get and just get a few hours of, again, just space and time and just enjoying the beauty of of what we're surrounded with here in the Bow Valley. Um, yeah, hiking, camping, all that, all that good all. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, just before I let you go, one mm-hmm. last question, and just like you looking forward, mm-hmm. um, and then, I mean, you can you can answer this question however <laughs> you want to if it's if it's like um, a hike you want to do or if it's yeah. something that you're exploring in your business. Yeah. Um, yeah, like what? What does the next year look like for you? And yeah, for sure. What 
what are you excited about jumping into this new? Oh gosh, I definitely as I've as I've been moving forward in my business, I I'm wanting to get out there and do a lot more keynote presentations. Yeah. So that really excites me again, kind of falling back into my theater background, just getting up there in front of people and and not only presenting, but sharing something I'm really excited about just adds a, a new level to it. Uh, I'd love to do more traveling with my business, you know, speaking at different con- conferences across Canada and maybe, I mean, maybe, who knows, elsewhere too. <laughs> <So global. laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to limit myself and, and I think overall I'm just really passionate about helping people helping people enjoy their work a little bit more. Like, let's stop working for the weekend. Let's stop the whole TGIF thing. Let's stop dreading Monday mornings. Let's enjoy our lives because, you know, the truth is um, we don't don't know what's next, you know? We don't know what tomorrow has in store for us next week, next year. We don't know if we will retire. Who knows? So let's try and create lives that, you know, we enjoy every day and when there are challenges we we have the tools to deal with them because that will happen um yeah and I think I'm just open to open to whatever is possible I think if you had told me you know 10 years ago this is what I'd be doing I'd be like that that sounds crazy and amazing and okay but so I, I I recognize that you know it's an evolution as well. So I, I, although I have ideas of where I want to go and, and even, you know, collaborations with people who I'd love to work with, who I admire and respect, I, I want to also stay really open to where, to where life is going to take me. So right on. who knows <laughs> in the most exciting way, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Um, well, that's a good place I think to, to wrap things up. Uh, Trish, thanks for being on the Thank podcast. You. Uh, and then for people to find you, mm-hmm. if they don't want to read the show notes, what's mm-hmm. the best way for people to get a hold of you? Yep, so you can visit my website, www.trishtutton, so T-R-I-S-H-T-U-T-T-O-N.com. And uh, if you visit my website, actually, there's a little free download for people. There's, okay. uh, I was mentioning at the Lunch and Learn, um, if they leave me their email on the website, um, they get a little free three-minute mindfulness practice that they can use. So if anyone's interested in that, just hit up my website. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Mountain Life Podcast with Jason Beckdash. Don't forget to rate and review this episode if you enjoyed the show. And you can find more great content online at themountainlifepodcast.com. We'll catch you next time.